What's up, Freedom Chasers? If you're looking to grow a team or a brokerage, we have the show for you today. Our guest opened up the first first-class real estate office in the state of Alabama in 2019, and he currently has 11 first-class offices across five different states, and we're going to get into how he did it right now. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers Six Figure Strategies Podcast. If you're an agent or an investor yet to hit six figures, this is the show for you. We take a deep dive into strategies to help you achieve the goal of six figures so that you can grow up to seven figures eventually. All right, welcome to the show. Phil Duke, originally licensed in 2006, but he flunked out by 2008. He joined the military and he fi finished up college, but then got back into real estate full-time in 2015. And he became a top producing agent before starting a brokerage in 2018. Phil, we are super pumped to have you here today. I'd love to kick it off, man. Like, What was the big difference between 2006 and 2016? What was the big aha moment for you? Yeah, I think um, there's a couple things, um, but but one big one I think, and and it's the main one I'll talk about. But you know, when I first got in real estate in '06, I did not have sales experience at all. I had never been in sales at all. I'd been, you know, uh, through high school. I got a little job working at a attorney's office as like a, a runner, running running documents back and forth to the. Uh, you know, to the courthouse and that kind of stuff, filing paperwork, making copies, all that kind of stuff. Uh, had done some landscaping uh, before that, but I had never really sold anything. Um, and really, at you know, 19, 20 years old, I really didn't have a whole lot of life experience either. I didn't, I'd never like gone out and bought my own car. I'd never bought a house. Um, so, you know, I had a lot of things going against me. Uh, but having said all that, I was at a great brokerage that taught the Mike Ferry sales system, which is all about, you know, prospecting and, and getting on the phone and using a script and pre-qualifying and having a canned listing presentation and a canned buyer presentation. But I really just wasn't good at that. Like, uh, you know, I, I it was not natural to me. Uh, I had, had, did not have much confidence. I didn't like rejection. And so that first go around in real estate, I really tried to do everything I could to avoid actually being a salesperson. Um, you know, I tried to figure out other ways to generate business other than talking to people and getting rejected, other than having to work inside of a CRM. And, you know, uh, after after being in the Army for a little while, I got, you know, uh, in the corporate world, I ended up being a sales rep at uh, the, the biggest uh, pest control company in my area, a family-owned company. And at that time, they had a lot of freedom. They had never really had a full-time salesperson like me before. And when somebody would call the office and have a problem with whatever kind of bug or termite or whatever, I'd be the one to go out to the house and evaluate what the problem was. And then from there, kind of talk through with them, hey, this is what we're going to do to fix the problem. This is This is how we're going to fix this problem. This is what kind of product we're going to use and this is how much it's going to cost and this is how many times we're going to do it and y'all want me to go ahead and schedule that for you and then we would you know move forward and we would get it scheduled and and so I really you know really re you know for the first time I, I found out a way for me to sell that worked for me which was I wasn't just trying to like overcome objections on the phone I really was just trying to give them advice and help them and because I knew what to do to help them I could move the conversation along. So I got back in real estate in 2015. I had been exposed to prospecting from the first go around. I'd been exposed to scripts. I'd been exposed to lead generation. And I knew that was going to be the, 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 the big thing. 
And so, uh, number one, I knew I had to do it. And then number two, I think the biggest change from the first version of Phil to the version that is here today is I was just committed to doing whatever it took to be successful. You know, if I've got to make a hundred phone calls today, I'm going to do it. Um, if I've got to go on one listing appointment a day, uh, five days a week to get one listing because I wasn't very good at those appointments in the beginning, then that's just what I'm going to do. Like, like I know what I need to do. I know what it takes to be successful and whether I like it or not, I'm just going to commit to doing it because it sucks to fail and it sucks to get rejected and it sucks to not know how you're going to pay your mortgage month in and month out. So, so I think just having a, and sorry, there's some people outside the office here walking in. Uh, I think just for me, there was uh, just a big commitment to this is what I, I've got to do to be successful at this level of the business. And instead of trying to figure out a way around it, I'm just going to commit to doing it. And, and that one skill will help you at any level. All right. I, I don't like, I, when I first started my brokerage and I wanted to start growing it, I didn't like calling real estate agents and recruiting them. I really like, these are my peers. Like these weren't strangers that didn't know me. Like these were people I'd done deals with. These are people that I see at, uh, at, at realtor meetings. These are people that uh, I see at social functions and now I'm having to call them to get them to come join my company. But you know what? If that's what it takes to grow a brokerage and if that's what it takes to get to the next level, then let's just do it. You know, and so I would say, you know, to, to the people out there and, and I coach and train real estate agents, you know, still today in my brokerage, that to me is the number one uh, thing that you could do to really overcome yourself in the business. There's just things that you just have to do. And if you're going to be successful in this business, you just have to do it. And you have to do it. Even if you have to like hold your nose to make that first phone call, you've just got to do it and, and stop trying to avoid it and stop trying to figure out the secret way to sell real estate without doing that. Now with, with technology today, there's a whole lot of different ways you can do it. It might not be making a phone call. It might be you know, I'm not comfortable on video, but I know that these people are crushing it by building YouTube channels. So I'm going to just commit to making YouTube videos and and putting myself on camera. So I, I think that's probably the biggest change from the first go around to today is I've just kind of realized, you know, people have already figured out how to do this real estate thing. And if we just commit ourselves to doing what they've proven works, then we're almost guaranteed to have success. And I would rather have that, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable, I'd rather have that success than be comfortable and not have success. So hopefully that makes sense. I feel like I rambled for a little bit. Oh, I, I think you answered very articulately. That was fantastic, actually. I love how you mentioned on your first go around that you were kind of, you were given the plan that would have worked. You know, it's a proven system. It's a proven model. But ultimately, you ended up getting in your own way. You were running away from doing the activities necessary, which I think, Almost every agent goes through a, a series where they're, you know, they have to overcome the limiting beliefs inside of their own mind. That is almost yeah. the biggest battle for 90% of us, which is why 90% of us fail. <laughs> so um, right. I yeah. would love to discuss with you. Obviously, you've taught a lot of agents to be successful. Like, how do you help them over, be, overcome the limiting beliefs that they have? Because everybody's going to have something that's kicking or that is keeping them from picking up the phone. Yeah, I mean, listen, call reluctance is real. You know, um, I, I, I tell agents all the time, you know, you may not ever 
totally overcome your fear of getting on the phone. Like even to me today, like uh, I, I don't know if we'll go into this today on this podcast, but like I'm 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 kind of transitioned to now where I'm not really involved that much in the day to day of the brokerage. I'm trying to build up a rental portfolio and flipping houses and and we're looking to looking at wholesale deals and we're sending direct mail, you know, out to, you know, absentee owners. Uh, I've got a list of people that I need to call in the next day or two who have responded to direct mail marketing. And even today, uh, after having, you know, the success I've had in the real estate business, I still have to kind of get myself psyched up to make that first call. Now, once I make that first call and the ice has been broken, I, I can get rolling. So I would just say to the folks out there struggling who feel like they're getting in their own way, you know, at some point you just have to get started. Uh, you just got to get started, uh, you know, uh, and, and whatever that takes, you know, uh, one phone call uh, just to get the thing started. You know, if you know you need to make in 10 phone calls a day, um, you know, start small, start with one, just get in the habit of every single day. I'm becoming the type of agent that's making these sales calls. Uh, I'm the type of agent that's going and knocking on these doors every day. Whatever your thing is, I'm going to make one video per day, one video per week. At some point, you just got to just get out of the way and just get going. And I don't know there is a secret to it. You just got to do it, you know. Uh, and, and, and actually, once you start doing it, you start getting that confidence. You start building up, you know, these votes inside your head that you are the kind of person that's going to have success. It's not the other way around. You don't, you don't spend hours and hours in a classroom, gain confidence, and then go out and crush it. You go do the things you know you need to do that you're kind of scared of doing. And once you go out and do those things, there's almost like an adrenaline rush of like, yeah, I did it. You know, I can do this. You know, I, I called 10 people and I didn't die, you know? So, I think I think it's actually the opposite way around, and I don't know if that's popular or if that's the right answer that people want to hear, but I think that's the truth. I think you just got to get started. 100% agreed. Action begets action, right? Because once you start getting results, you gain the confidence to be like, oh, I could actually really do this. Um, I love how you mentioned yeah. just one call. Like when I was first getting started, oftentimes I would call somebody I know just to have a warm conversation no, no ulterior motive at all whatsoever. Just, yeah. Hey, just break the ice and talk to somebody for 10 minutes. And then, you know, you hit the dialer and you, you know, the hardest part is hitting dial really. Like once the dialer is going yeah. and, and, and a few calls go, it's, it's not as bad, you know, just hitting dial That's is right. nine times out of 10, the hardest part. So, I mean, just get that over yeah. with. Um, it's like that book, eat the frog, right? Just, just get it over. with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really, yeah, um, that, that's just what works for me. I still today have call reluctance. I don't like making calls. I, I would much rather have them call and text me. But again, if I want to buy 15 houses this year, they're not just all going to call me. So I've got to get on the phone and make some calls, right? So so I don't have to like it. I don't have to be comfortable with it. But if that's what I know I need to do to be successful and get to the next level, well, hey, let's let's just do it. Mm -hmm. Let's just let's just saddle up and go do it. So absolutely 100% agreed. And as you mentioned, there's no secret sauce. There's a hundred proven models that anybody could follow. What they need to do is find one that they're going to do consistently and then go do it consistently. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pick you two or three things that you feel like you could do even on your worst day or your worst week and just roll with those. And then you'll figure out from there, you'll get better at it. You know, uh, I mean, there was a time when I was making those uh, circle prospecting calls that I was taking a listing for, for every 27 conversations I was having. Now it wasn't that way in the beginning, 
you know, that's a really good ratio. Uh, and that was really effective, but, but it didn't start out that way. Um, but you know, you never get to that point if you don't ever get started. So at some point you just gotta hold that nose, commit to jumping in and just, just get started. Yep. It's that initial shock, you know, you jump in the water, that initial shock, actually it, it, you get over it pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> without question. So I'm going to dial this way back because I feel like there's some value we could pull from it. You had mentioned that you were giving like a very specific buyer presentation and a very specific listing presentation on the front end of this call. And you had mentioned also that you kind of adapted your approach based on the pest control stuff that you've done. So what does your listing presentation or buyer presentation look like now? Because I'm guessing it's not quite as canned as it was when you were first starting. Yeah, um, it, it's not quite as canned, uh, it, you know, not quite as robotic at it. You know, I still kind of have uh, some guardrails as far as how I go through that, but um it is somewhat still canned. I just have it up here now. I've done it so much that I could not prepare at all. And if I had, and I do still do this with some of my agents, if we've got a buyer that we want to meet with before we're ever going to go show them houses. And, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you're an agent and you're struggling, meet with buyers who aren't even pre-approved. Meet with them today. Talk to them until they are approved. You know, 70% of buyers go with the first agent that they meet with in person. So we met one in here, I guess about a week ago with one of our, our new agents that we hired. You know, this, this young couple was six months away from their lease expiring. We went ahead and had the meeting. Um, you know, so that, that's in and of itself is a win. So regardless of what your listing presentation or your buyer consultation is, the key is just having that listing consultation and that buyer consultation, what, whatever your format is. It all works. The key is just getting in, in front of them. But I think you do want to uh, you do want to present yourself as a coach or as a consultant, not as a salesperson. I struggled with the Mike Ferry sales system because I'm not a real direct person. And I felt like that language and that scripting was very direct. I kind of had to pull some things out of it that worked for me and and take some things out of it that didn't really work for my personality style. But at the end of the day, you want to set yourself up to where you're the expert, you're giving them value, and at the end of that meeting, you're asking them to do something to move forward. So, so you know, with us, with buyers, we're teaching them about the different loan types, how much their down payment is going to be. We go into how showings work and, and how we can show you any house that's out there and why you would want a buyer agent and what a buyer agent does and what that means. And then we talk about some state-specific stuff. Alabama is a buyer beware state. So we talk about the importance of a home inspection, and we talk about how much that's going to cost. And we end that meeting with sliding a buyer agency agreement over there to them. Hey, if you guys, guys feel comfortable, you know, you feel like you want us to be your agent, let's go ahead and move forward. Um, same thing on a listing presentation. You know, hey, here's, here's what we would do to market your house. Here's how fast we think we could sell your house for. Here's how much money we think you, we can get for you. And this is what you can expect from us moving forward. If you feel good with this, let's go ahead and get this signed and you can get us the keys and, and we'll get some, uh, a photographer out here to take some pictures. So, you know, I would not get so hung up with what your, your buyer consultation or your listing presentation is other than I would try to have the same presentation over and over and over, you know, um, you know, I'm in Alabama, you probably can tell from my accent, there's a band uh, that was really, really popular back in the 70s, and I guess they're still kind of popular today. Leonard Skinner, you might have heard of I've them. I've heard of them. They play a song called Sweet Home Alabama, 
and I'm sure they play Sweet Home Alabama every single night that they have a concert. They're probably sick and tired of playing it. They must be. But they can play it so good. They don't even have to think about it. They just they just go into it and they play it. And if you can get to that level as an agent where you could literally walk in, no prep time at all, you know your buyer presentation, you know your listing presentation, and you could do it kind of you know spur of the moment, then you're going to be a lot more confident and you're going to have a lot more success when you do it the same way every single time instead of having to totally reinvent it every single time you do it. So, Absolutely. Few things could drive a business faster than experience, right? So, I mean, I like to view, like I changed my viewpoint at one point because it's like, oh, I'm failing at all these listing presentations, right? I'm not getting any, but really ultimately, like I'm getting experience points. And even if I did not get the presentation right that time, I, I got real life results that didn't work and I have something I could use to adapt until I get better. So like for me, the big difference for listing and buyer presentations was to talk less about myself and ask more questions um, and just try to solve the problem that they're pre presenting to me. It just became a lot easier. It's just like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> it's like, if I just ask the right questions, I could just tell people how I could solve their problem. And then I don't feel like I'm selling people anymore. It changed the whole game for me. Yeah, I mean, for me in the beginning, I didn't have a big resume to go in and talk to people about. And, and I knew I was going up against, uh, this doesn't seem to be as much of a thing these days, but uh, back in 2015, 16, 17, it seemed like sellers were a lot more, uh, you know, it, it was more normal that they would be interviewing two or three different agents. And a lot of times they would tell me, you know, that, that, hey, we're, we're meeting with so-and-so from such-and-such company. And I'm like, crap, they're like one of the top agents in town and they've sold a bazillion houses and they won all these awards. And and you're right. What I what I did was, you know, I think of like the movie Eight Mile, you know, at the end when when he's got the big rap battle at the end. And, uh, you know, the guy's going to use all that stuff against him and he just throws it all out there on the table and the guy has nothing to kind of come back on. You know, I was like, I don't, I don't have awards. I don't have a bazillion houses that I've sold. But, you know, I can tell that buyer from the buyers that I've showed houses to, they're not going to like your carpet. They're not going to like that paint color. We need to do something about the flower bed out front. We need to do something about the price. And by the way, I don't have a bazillion clients. So every Tuesday, you're going to get a full video update of what we're doing to sell your house, what the feedback has been. Every single Tuesday, you're never going to have to wonder what's going on with your with your listing. You'll get a full rundown every single Tuesday. When I made it about them and it wasn't about me, I started getting a lot more listings. And then I became, you know, the kind of agent that had a bazillion houses and a bunch of awards and, and all that kind of stuff. So if you're an agent watching this or listening to this, you know, there's that's how that's how the experienced agents are trying to sell. Look at me. Look how many houses I've sold. Look at all these awards I've won. Look at what neighborhood I live in. Look at what kind of car I drive. You can actually win by just, hey, that. I don't have that, but here's what I do have. I've got a plan to help you sell your home. So, Absolutely. You lead it with value. Like that's always what I, if you just try to skew the value equation in your favor, you, you win more often than not. I mean, it's really that simple. So leading with value, I would love to talk about how you bring in so many agents and you recruit now, because you had mentioned that you didn't quite enjoy doing that at first. So how did you get over that mental hurdle? Number one, and then what kind of action steps are you taking daily to keep your brokerage growing as quickly as it is? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's just become kind of normal now, but I mean, we, we just, we're looking at some numbers from last year and we brought, 
we brought 45 agents in 2022 to this office here, you know, and this is our main office, but we've got other offices as well. Um, you know, I think it's the same thing. You know, we're, we're not, we're not trying to tell agents that we have the best commission plan, that we've got the best culture, that we've got the best training. Uh, you know, I, I think we do have those things, uh, but every office has technology and every office has training and every office has a culture and every office has, you know, all those kind of things. Um, but what we realized was that, you know, agents are always looking for a leader who can get them to the next level faster than their current leader. And so, you know, we just started putting out more content, like really just, you know, telling our, our best kept secrets, started putting those in video format and just blasting those out there. And the local real estate agents in our area started noticing some of the things that we were doing that were different than what they were being told. And they started noticing some of the success that some of our agents, you know, were having, and then, you know, they just kind of organically start kind of reaching out like, like, Hey, I, I really like that for sell by owner script video that you did the other day, or I really liked your three, three time a day, uh, you know, social media strategy, you know, where we, we went through like post this at this time of day and post this. At, so, so what you got to realize if you're looking to grow a brokerage is that most agents out there are not looking to make a move. Um, but agents do make moves all the time. And if you're not the plan B brokerage in their brain, they don't even know you exist. So, you know, initially that for us was just letting the agents in our area know we are looking to grow and we want them. So, hey, I know you got a good thing going, Tim, over at, you know, ABC Realty. Just want to let you know if anything ever changes between you and your broker, we would love to be your plan B. And then we would shut up and let them talk, you know. Um, and a lot of times it's like, Hey, Phil, thanks for letting me know. I'll, I'll definitely keep you guys in mind. And you'd be surprised how often, you know, somebody's, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid of whatever company they're at right now. And then two or three weeks later, they have a disagreement with an agent in the office. The broker gives them a lead, uh, gives a lead to somebody else that they thought they should have got. Uh, and now all of a sudden, like they're looking for a brokerage when two weeks ago, they wouldn't have even thought about that. And so, you know, a lot of that, a lot of the recruiting side of things is just people just got to know that you're out there and they've got to know that you want them first. And then are you the kind of leader? Do you have the kind of plan that an agent could use to be successful? Um, and a lot of agents do have plans. A lot of brokers do have plans. But then how do you actually hold people to that plan? That's the real, real hard part. You know, uh, I was given a plan my first go around, but I didn't really have somebody holding me accountable to do that plan. And so that's something that we have tried to solve here in our office is not, not only are we going to give you this plan, but we've got some, some accountability steps in place to hold you accountable to actually do this plan that you say you want to do. If that's what you want, if you want us to do that. So. Absolutely. So let's talk about this accountability plan, because I think this is probably one of the biggest weaknesses that most agents have. I mean, obviously we all suffer from shiny object syndrome to some degree. It, it just comes with the entrepreneur background or, or the entrepreneur mindset. Accountability is yep. huge. Let's talk about how you're holding these agents accountable. Yeah. Uh, you know, I tried to do it all myself for a long time and you get to a point where you just can't do it for everybody. And really it shouldn't be my job as the broker, as the owner of the office to hold everybody accountable. And so what we started doing um, almost a year ago, not quite a year ago, was we just started assigning people to accountability partner for a week. 
And so what started happening was, you know, you're paired up with this person. You're supposed to call and text each other every single day to keep people on track. And then next week, we're going to change partners. And so not only did it help with the accountability piece, it also helped with getting agents to know other agents that they worked with because because it can get lonely out there. You know, even if you're at a company at, you know, 20 agents, 40 agents, 50 agents, 100 agents, there's a lot of times where it feels like I'm, I'm kind of in this all by myself. And just having other people in the office to reach out to that you can lean on, that you can share things with has really, really helped uh, w- with that. And it really just became a, a point where, Guys, I, I can't do it all myself. Like if you're if you're relying on me to hold you accountable week to week, you're gonna you're gonna fail. But if we can do this together and it becomes part of our culture, well then we can win. Um, and so it, it was that, uh, you know. And then the second thing, um, I think we uh, you mentioned the shiny object syndrome. Um, you know, I shared with my agents. I apologize to my agents. Guys, I'm sorry. I I think I've tried to bring so many different ideas and so many different ways to do business that I may have actually paralyzed you from going out and doing the things that are like the bare minimum that you got to do. So we really scaled back a lot of our training on new things. And we just said, these are the core things we're going to focus on. And we're going to let everybody else in town focus on the shiny objects. We're going to focus on the three or four or five big ticket items that we know are going to move the lever for us. And Instead of us trying to figure out new ways to sell houses, we're just going to actually commit to the plan that we've already got already. Like, like I don't need a new diet. I need to just stick to the diet I've already got. I don't need a new workout plan. I just need to actually do the workout plan that I've got written down on paper, right? And so, like, there, that's actually, like, a big freeing moment when you realize, like, I've already got the plan. I don't need to be searching anymore. I just need to commit to the plan that I've already got in front of me. And so that's what we did as a company was we really, you know, we scaled down the number of meetings we were having. We scaled down the the topics we were doing in those meetings and really just said, you know what, for the next year or so, we're just going to simplify everything. And if we can prospect, if we can set appointments and we can conduct appointments, just those three things alone, we are all going to have a lot of success. And that's not very popular. It's not cool. It's not sexy. Mm -hmm. But the agents in the business that want to go to that next level, I think they know that that's the truth. So we started attracting more agents who realized like, yeah, I don't need all that extra crap that my company's offering to me. I need somebody who's going to actually hold me accountable to be in the office and do a power hour every day. So absolutely. I am 100 percent in agreement with you. Like oftentimes in business, you could find additions simply by subtracting things that are not making you money or you find if you take a deep analysis that you're getting 80% of your money from X activity, you should probably double down on that activity instead of trying to incorporate more things, right? Um, yeah. and, but it's amazing that people just try to do 20 different things at once and then they, run to, they wonder why they're running in circles all the time because you're, you're doing so many yeah. things, you're not getting good at any of them. <laughs> yeah, So exactly. Yeah. And, and there are a bunch of ways you can win. It doesn't have to just be on the phone. But you know, if you're a new agent and you don't have much money, and you don't have a bunch of leads. Uh, I bet you've got a ton of leads just sitting in your phone. Just people that you know. Like, let's start there. Let's start with the free stuff. And then once you've kind of run through those, gotten some deals closed with that, got some money. Well, now let's look at reinvesting that money into some automated lead gen that's going to be people who aren't already in your phone. But, like, let's start off with the free stuff first. But most people never even get past that point, unfortunately. So. 
Absolutely. I've kind of incorporated the saying, you know, there's, there's three things that matter, your attitude, your effort, and your habits. If you could get your attitude and your effort right and your habits, I mean, there's really success is simply inevitable if you could manage those three things properly. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah, it's real simple. It's not easy, but it's simple, right? So. Absolutely, man. So you're obviously doing a lot of cool stuff. Like, give me an idea. We just kind of rolled into the new year, 2023. What is your vision for the next 12 months or so? Yeah, I mean, so for us, uh, we've we've really spent the last couple of years, you know, growing our agent count, developing, you know, different offices in different states. Uh, and we've gotten to that point now where what we're really trying to do is help our team leaders and help the other people that are running offices with us, um, you know, and really trying to become more of just the platform. So, you know, we've, we've, we've been the ones kind of leading the trainings, um, hosting the webinars, uh, creating the 30 day action plan, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we've created enough stuff now that now we've got team leaders in place that are growing their teams. And so that's really the way that we're looking to grow, um, is, is instead of bringing on one agent at a time, we're, we're talking to teams and brokerages who are getting hit hard by this market shift, who have high expenses, who, you know, giving a lot of money away to, to, you know, either running their own brokerage or running their team at another brokerage and just, you know, letting them know that, Hey, we're, we're looking to bring those kind of people on. We feel like we can run it more thin than just about anybody else out there in our area. And so that's kind of what we're looking to do is really just for us become the platform. I mean, we've, we've recorded hours and hours and hours of training, um, tons of resources that we've created for agents and at this point, it's like, hey, we've created everything in the world that we feel like we could create. Let's go out there and let's really just try to grow this thing wide instead of going deep, deep, deep with the ones we've already got. Um, you know, at this point, the, the agents we've got, uh, you know, they've they've made their decisions on what kind of agent they're going to be. Um, they can always recommit at any time. But, you know, we can only do so much, uh, you, know, it, you know, with with their level of commitment. We'll go as deep as they can go. Um, and so we've got to just continue growing. And so that's what we're looking to do. You know, you're either getting better, you're either getting worse. You never just stay in the same. So we're going to continue to grow. Uh, we, we are growing and we're doing it by bringing in, you know, five agents at a time, 10 agents at a time, 20 agents at a time instead of, you know, one ones and twosies. Um, because we've proven this platform works. And so we're looking to do that, you know, in, in the states where we're currently at. And there's a couple of states out there that we're not currently in that we would love to expand to. So that's kind of what the vision looks like for us. And then, you know, now that things have gotten to the point you know, that where they've kind of gotten big enough and we've got good systems in place, you know, I, I'm trying to kind of pave the way for us to develop uh, investment portfolios. And I think that's something that I don't really see any other brokerages in our area teaching agents how to do. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm developing it myself. I know me and you have communicated back and forth on this. I think it's something that every agent should be looking to do, should be looking to take on properties. You should be going to listing appointments first, trying to figure out how you can buy that property. And if you can't, then list the property and make a commission. Um, but really, you know, your, your, your podcast is called Freedom Chasers. That's what I got in real estate for. I'm chasing freedom and, you know, working 50, 60, 80 hours a week with buyers and sellers is not freedom. But it might be a way for me to get to freedom, right? I might be able to make enough money on that and get a good enough skill set that I can put some money aside, put some time aside to then go develop things that will give me freedom. 
And so that's that's the big thing that we've been chasing. Um, you know, I'm trying to get out ahead of it, figure it out so that I can now bring my next group of people who want to do that on along for that ride as well. So, you know, really kind of kind of sounds weird, but almost kind of working on an exit plan from the traditional day in, day out of being an agent or a broker um, and helping other people do the same thing, because that's really what I think most of us are after is freedom. That is exactly what most of us are, most of us are after. I think everybody that gets a real estate license, that's what they have in mind. Like I get to be my own job. I get to do my own hours and so on and so forth. Unfortunately, everybody realizes that's not really the case. You get, to, <laughs> you get to work other people's hours, but I mean, you're in charge of your time to a degree, but you need to utilize it sure. correctly. Um, Phil, anybody listening, if, if they were inspired by your words, like what would be the best way for them to be in touch with you? Man, probably on Facebook. I mean, I'm on Instagram too, but I don't check it very much. But uh, check me out on Facebook, Phil Duke Jr. I'm easy to find. Uh, shoot me a message. Shoot me a friend request. Um, I'll be glad to to help any way I can. I'm always happy to hop on a video chat uh, to go over anything, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm very easy to get in touch with. So that'd be it. There you have it, everybody. Um, to those of you out there chasing freedom, I encourage you to give Phil Duke a shout if you feel like he fits what you're looking for because he's an awesome guy. Got to know him quite a bit, a little bit over the past couple of years. Um, freedom is acquired one action at a time. If I could take one thing from this, like go out there and do whatever it takes to get whatever your goal is accomplished. Like whatever it takes, I guarantee you there's a hundred plans to get there. Pick the plan that is most suitable for you. Tell somebody you know that could help hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one.